Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. And let's get this out of the way now uh, so we can get to a couple of football thoughts I have with you and then Lane Kiffin's press conference, which is actually an interesting one. I, I would encourage you to listen to it. If we're being totally honest, you should. Either way, let's get this out of the way because it is football season, but still Ole Miss was in the news yesterday. When you win a national championship, you get paid like a national champion. You knew this was coming. It, it it was just a matter of when, not if, but it was announced yesterday that Mike Bianco got a new contract from Ole Miss, an extension, all the way out to the four years because that's all you can give contracts for in this state. You guys know that. With an annual compensation of $1.625 million. That is second in all of college baseball. $1.625 million is second only to Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt. He will be the highest paid public school baseball coach in America. That annual compensation will increase if, let's say, they go to a super regional. That $1.625 will increase by $35K the next year if they make the College World Series, that annual compensation will increase by 50K. So it's an or situation. So it won't be 75. It's If they make the Super Regional, it'll increase by 35. If they make the College World Series, it will increase by 50. If they win the thing again, it will increase by 100K. Then there's annual incentives. So if they win the West, he gets 15K. If they win... The regular season SEC championship, 25K. If they win the tournament, it's another 25K. I can't stand that incentive because if we learned anything from this year, get out of Hoover as fast as possible. You have more success if you don't go deep into conference tournaments. It's not an exact science, but there's merit to it for sure. I'm partially joking, but also kind of not. Either way, if they host a regional, it's 25K. If they make a super regional, it's 15K. If they host it, it's 25K. If he makes the College World Series, it's a $150,000 bonus. Again, the uh, base salary will increase by 50 moving forward. But if he makes the College World Series, it's 150. If they make the finals, it's an extra 300. If they win the thing again, it is 400. Also, there's career wins incentives on here. So when he gets to career win 900, it's 125K. If it's 1,000, it's 250. If it's 1,100, it's 250. And if he becomes the all-time winningest SEC baseball coach, passing Ron Polk, it's 250. And if he gets to 1,200 career wins, it's 250. There's also a couple of academic things in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, this is what is expected. Keith Carter, as you guys probably should have learned by now, uh, Keith Carter is willing to spend. He is the most, and I'm not talking politically, he is the most liberal athletic director that Ole Miss has probably ever had in terms of spending. And I think that's a good thing. That is a compliment. He is willing to spend 
on his coaches, on his staff, on his facilities, uh, unlike any other athletic director that I've seen at Ole Miss. He he rewards success. Lane Kiffin's getting paid higher than any Ole Miss coach. His staff is getting more than any Ole Miss staff ever has. It's it's all over the place. He is not conservative when it comes to spending in his athletic department, and here is another example of that. When you win a championship, you get treated like a champion, and Ole Miss is doing just that. Last thought on baseball before we move forward is I, I am still, every time I see something like this, I point back to what is coming, what is about to happen with Ole Miss and, and with all of college baseball. But there's there's like you know a dozen or so programs that are actually truly invested in college baseball. Ole Miss is paying this much for their national championship winning head coach. Again, second highest salary in the country. They already have a beautiful stadium a great facility they just finished an indoor facility and they're about to put over 40 million dollars more into the stadium all of this stuff all of the investment for Ole Miss has been good and it has paid off don't get me wrong but that dollar is going to go further when the thing that's holding the program down gets removed that Ole Miss can do nothing about and you guys know it's the scholarship limitations they they exist it's in some cases impossible to overcome because some guys need to get more money elsewhere because not everybody can pay their own way in college. It's been a hindrance to some degree for Ole Miss for quite some time. The investment into baseball is going to pay off even more. The dollars that they're putting into it are going to be stretched even further. They're going to matter more because there's no more scholarship hindrance. You don't have to talk about money with kids anymore. Your school is free. And Ole Miss is one of, what, 10 maybe schools in the country that will have real NIL in baseball? So this is all very good, but there has been a ceiling. And I I know they just won a national championship. It's weird to say, but you guys know what I mean. There's been a ceiling that is about to disappear. And all of this investment, the million dollars into millions of dollars into coaching staff, the millions of dollars into facilities and support, and the millions more that are coming to improve the stadium, all will matter more than it's ever mattered before because no more scholarship conversation. So that's good stuff. Good things coming for Ole Miss baseball. And Mike Bianco gets a new contract, deservedly so. Again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm glad you guys are with me. Don't forget to follow. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, just Michael Borky. Find me there. Follow, subscribe, like, whichever one, whichever platform, follow me there. Also, uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. If you haven't already, if you're listening in browser, please find this podcast wherever you get them. Search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. I would appreciate that very much. This episode and all episodes of the Rebel Report are brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, so copiers and printers, mail machines, cloud storage, data security, if it's tech, if it's in your office and you need it, absms.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, get a complimentary office technology assessment, so they will come out, uh, look at what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. This podcast is also brought to you by LBs, just a Cross from Kroger on University right there in Oxford. It's the best place in the state to get your meat. If you tell them I sent you, they'll hook you up. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. 
Uh, so if you don't feel like cooking, they will do the cooking for you. But if you're going to do something on the grill or cooking with meat, LB's, again, just across from Kroger on University, LB's in Oxford, uh, Greg and the good people there are huge helps too. If you don't really know what you're looking at or looking for, they'll help you out with good advice and uh, the best selection of meat in this state. All right, so I'm going to play Lane Kiffin's press conference for you later, but there was one thing in there that really stood out, and it was him talking about the emphasis that he puts on scrimmages as opposed to practices. Now, practices matter. Every day matters when you're evaluating a quarterback battle. Every day matters. Um, But he admitted, he was asked, and he admitted that scrimmages, the game settings, carry more weight. And that's interesting on two fronts. One, because you didn't get coach speak. A lot of guys will say things like, well, every day matters and no day is more important than the other and all that, you know, that coach speak crap that you get sometimes. That wasn't it from Lane Kiffin. He was honest. They've got a scrimmage on Saturday. They've got a scrimmage the Saturday following, and those will carry more weight in this quarterback competition than the practices do. It's all factored in, but those carry more weight. So that was interesting because he was honest. And these are two huge days coming up for the two young quarterbacks. And number two, that tells me that that I and others are right, some others are right, when, when we say they haven't made a decision yet. You've got people filling this void of information with speculation, which is fine because that's what I do. It's my job. I have to prognosticate and speculate and all that crap every day. I, you know, it's part of the gig. But you've got people saying things like, this guy is the front runner, and they have got to stop that because there is no front runner right now. They have not made a decision. They have not come close to making a decision. They haven't had the two most important days of camp yet. There is no front runner. There is no leader in the clubhouse. Neither guy has made the decision for the coaches, which is kind of what they're hoping for them to do. But that hadn't happened yet. That has not happened yet. So if you hear somebody that's saying, this guy's the front runner, if it's not speculative, it's like, hey, you know, I think this guy's going to win the job, and here's why I think that that's fine. Whatever. That's what I do. It's what a lot of people do. It's what you have to do. But when you've got people saying, this guy is the front runner, that's not true. There is not one. Uh, right now at all. There is not a front runner in this job. This Saturday and the Saturday following, it sounds like those are the two most important days in training camp for these two guys. And based on what I've heard, they both have flashed. Um, You know, Darts really flashes throwing the football down the field, explosive plays, Altmaier's protecting the ball better. They both do good things. They both do not so good things. And... That's what it is right now. They are not close to making a decision. They don't have to be close to making a decision. They have three weeks before they have to make a call. They haven't had the two scrimmages that Lane said out loud. Those carry more weight. They haven't had those yet. So it's hard. It's frustrating. You just got to be patient. They're being patient for good reason. You have to as well. I guess it's a a good lesson for all of us, I suppose. It's, we just we just have to be patient with this thing. Too many people are, are wanting to fill the void of information with 
stuff like this guy's the front runner, and that's not accurate. There's a difference between I think this guy's going to win the job for this reason and this guy is leading the leader in the clubhouse because that's not true. That's not true at all. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. The other thing that – well, there's two things actually that I think are, are coming out of camp that are, are good positives for you if you're looking just for some optimism. Uh, the first thing, I think the, the Ole Miss wide receiver core is more capable – not proven yet, but more capable than people gave it credit gave it credit for going into camp. Uh, apparently, Malik Heath has done some really, really nice things, and as you know, he's played a lot of uh, SEC football uh, so far in his career. Jalen Knox, Lane Kiffin, you'll hear him in a second talk about Jalen Knox, healthy, uh, looking, getting close to looking like the guy that he was at Missouri. Flash Robinson is somebody that they're really, really high on. Mingo is healthy. You know, it's it's guys that have either done this elsewhere, like Robinson or Knox or Heath, or somebody that's struggled to stay healthy but has shown flashes like Mingo. And you've got some other guys in the mix as well. But point being, it feels like the the, the wide receiver group is better, that they feel better about it than than people did going into camp. That, that it's not this position of weakness that people thought it was going to be. And they've got to go prove it. They haven't proven anything yet. They've got to go on the field and actually prove it. But so far in camp, it sounds like they have really shown that this group is is capable of being good, being effective, uh, not taking a step back despite losing the guys that they lose from last year's team. They think that they have replaced talent with talent, and they've got a capable wide receiver room on the other side of the ball you guys have probably heard it everywhere and because it's true this secondary is deep it's two in some spots three deep uh, filled with guys that can play at this level filled with guys that can play and play well it sounds like based on listening to them and talking to some people that they feel uh, like they won't even take steps back when when the twos come into the game depending on who it is and in what position but they are deep in the secondary, you're going to see some six secondary quote unquote looks. I mean, guys like Otis Reese and Tennyson are going to play close to the line of scrimmage, uh, but you know they still have an S next to their position. Um, they're they're deep, they're loaded, they're good at really every spot, and the Ole Miss secondary is one of the more underappreciated position groups in the SEC going into this season. And in camp, they have they have shown that. It's been a remarkable turnaround in personnel from that side of the ball. And some of these guys, like A.J. Finley, has just gotten better. He's been around a while, you know, but he he just gets better every single year. And after this year, knock on wood, knock on wood, he stays healthy. He'll be playing in the NFL next year. Um, That is a position group that people just constantly rave about. And um, when you look at it on paper, you can see why. But you've even got uh, freshmen making plays I- in camp and drawing high praise from coaches, and and that group is deep and talented and um, should be quite good. Now we'll see about linebackers. We'll see about defensive line missing Sam Williams. It's a huge loss. Chance Campbell's a huge loss, but that back end is really, really talented, experienced, and deep for sure. So those are a couple things that I think we've learned so far in camp is that wide receivers probably better than we thought. 
and the secondary is as good as you hoped they would be. But in terms of quarterbacks, you, you just don't know, and that's okay. You don't have to know, but you just you just don't know right now, and the coaches don't know, and that's okay. They have three weeks and some change before the first game. They got plenty of time, and the two most important days in camp are ahead of these guys. So, anyway, here's Lane Kiffin. It's actually good stuff from uh, from Coach here. So here's Lane Kiffin right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. You know, some good hot days and a lot of really hard work out there. And this is kind of the really grind time where got a lot of stuff in on them mentally. And then obviously the physical toll um, of the way that we practice and um, the style that we practice in. And so that's an adjustment for a number of these transfers, um, which was to be expected. So... I think they're plugging along, doing well. Obviously, we've got a lot of work to do to get to where we want to be. Uh, Lane, way at the end there, we got to watch a little special teams. Just what have you seen out of Jonathan and even some of the other guys and kind of just your look at the whole special teams as a whole? Well, <clears throat> you know, we obviously ended last year. Um, you know, without the kicker, we were just talking about that the other day, like you kind of have a – perfect storm in that game of us not doing a great job with a game plan and then right tackle quarterback and kicker go down no isn't really a good um feeling so you know we brought in another kicker due to the situation that we're in someone we were familiar with it actually beat us at fau years ago on a 50 some yard field goal i think 56 or something to beat us and so uh, he's done a good job out there and got a young punter that um, you know, very talented, and you know, just got to adjust to the game. Lane, just a weekend of practices. Where would you guys say you guys are on schedule, behind schedule, above schedule, just kind of from where you want it to be through six practices? I think we're probably close, you know, to the variables being all the new guys, and so probably not where we'd want to be normally, but. Do have to take that into consideration because again, your new guys usually are at the bottom. You know, you got a lot of new guys that have played a lot, and you know we expect them to play, and that's why they're here. Um, so that's a work in progress, and it's really both sides. You know, as you guys being out there, you know you can look out there and see easily, you know, half the guys out there going against each other, you know, are portal guys. So. I mean, I thought about it in, you know, a play today, and I'm like, that guy was just playing for Auburn, covering the guy that just played for Mississippi State. So it's just the world we're in. Uh, that first offensive line group seems pretty set. Uh, beyond that, in terms of depth, how are you guys feeling um, after that? Uh, better. We have some really promising young guys that have bright future and talented and long, and so... Um, you know, this is the time where we got a million reps going on on both fields, and you know they hit wall. These young guys at all positions hit walls right now, and um, you know it's it's hard for them. So we'll keep plugging along. I guess time for the obligatory quarterback question. Looks like they both had a couple of good days these last two days. Just how are they progressing? I mean, I know it sounds like a broken record. They do some things really well, and then at times they look young again. So you know. 
and everything in life is about what you just saw. Oh, you know, not trying to say I'm smarter than other people, but you know, you take for granted what you have in life in all areas sometimes. And I kept telling our guys the last two years, especially last year, guys, these throws ain't many people making these throws. And you know, you just used to every throw being, you know, in there and not just miss. So, um, you know, it takes some getting used to having new quarterbacks and losing a veteran that was, you know, elite arm talent. Can you just talk about the decision to move Rave uh, Venison from receiver to safety, or do you feel like that position group is thinner than most? Not necessarily. Um, you know, Rafe, you go back to, I think it was state playoffs or championship. Um, you know, I remember watching a highlight tape of him and, you know, how, how well he hit people and would strike, and we've seen him do that in special teams drills. So, you know, we always look outside, box, and try people at different spots, and he could be back on the other side next week, or he could be there staying. So, and it's not all bad when you move offensive players to defense, to defense early in the camp because they're basically training how to play defense and tackle, which is a lot of special teams. So even if they come back, I think it's a good thing. Lane, it looks like you guys could be deep at running back again with three different names, three brand-new guys. What are the most important things for them to learn as they learn a new offense? And collectively, where do you see that group? Well, I think, you know, you always fall security with new players is an issue, um, you know, or a concern, not an issue. And just picking things up, especially pass protections. And for us, different than a lot of places, you know, you got to get trained in how to play in this tempo. And if the running back's not in shape, that's not very good, you know, because he's going to have to come out, they're going to sub, and we're going to slow down. So um, we've had some pretty elite, um, conditioned running backs in, here in the previous place uh, that were able to sustain drives a really long time, which which helps a ton. You know, think about it. If you can be in shape enough, it's not just so you carry the ball, it's so we don't have to let them sub. And when you don't have one, it makes it challenging. J.J. Henry made a, a couple of nice, nice catches today. Uh, what impresses you the most about him, or what have you seen from him, and what kind of impact do you hope that he has? I think JJ's matured and um, has had a great camp. Had a great end of the spring, as you guys saw, and then had a great camp. Has had had a great camp so far, uh, and you know, just it's happy because nowadays we're into just everything brand new, and you know, everything's a you know plug and play. Someone new, so to see a guy that's been here and uh, you know really get better um, through our process has been great, and it's awesome to see. You were talking about with uh, the QBs, uh, Jackson and Luke, how they're both, some do some good things, bad things, and it seems like it's pretty close between the two. If they, like, remain close, like, when the season was approaching, do you think the fact that Jackson was a a big splash transfer portal addition, would that play any of a role into a tie-breaking vote for him to start just to impact the transfer portal for the future? Just so, like, if you wanted to get a QB in the future, a guy would be like, oh, if I go to Ole Miss, I'll actually play there, you know? Yeah, that's a... Fair question. Um, that that absolutely would have nothing to do with how we play players here, and we've got tons of examples over time. We don't care how many stars you are, where you're from, whether you're from the state, whether you're not. I mean, when I got here, everybody wanted I was dumb for playing the other quarterback. So, you know, we we don't look at anything that way. So, 
he doesn't matter where he came from or whether he played or how many stars he is. We'll have nothing to do with whether he plays, but fair question. Along those lines, and not just about quarterback, do you put more weight into a scrimmage like the one you have coming up Saturday or, you know, as opposed to the practices that, you know, the kind of the routine practices of the week? Yeah, I think you put more weight into the scrimmage than ever, you know, because of the quarterbacks being young and because of all these portal guys everywhere that haven't played together. And as far as with us, we haven't seen the defensive guys tackle. So, um, and some are at different positions maybe than what you'd seen them at other places a year before. So I don't recall scrimmages ever being, you know, more important than these coming up. Uh, how have you seen Jalen Knox kind of getting back into things through these six practices and obviously just a bevy of receivers you're trying to get back in the group? Yeah, Jalen's a name not mentioned a lot because he's been injured while he was here, but, you know, he was really special at Missouri. You know, that's why, why he's here, um, even though he had to sit out. And, but he's had a lot of injuries since he's been here, so he's not really been able to get back to that, to that same look. But he's, he's getting close, which would be great because you know, there's a lot more attention of some of these portal guys and different stuff. But this guy was making plays in this conference what, two years ago. You know. I think you touched on it there with some of those receivers that you've mentioned previously, but just through now six days of fall camp work, a little bit more. Um, just kind of how have you seen just that depth at receiver just kind of evolve, you know, ever since the spring ended and then a couple weeks in? Oh, really well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you got two significant portal players that weren't even here, um, you know, in the spring. So, you know, that should are supposed to be impact players. So it's, it's very unique, again, to have all these faces and Outside of Mingo, there's really nobody's in there that's that's played a ton and made significant plays um, to a room that's you know was it was very critical critical to our success the last two years. So um, again, scrimmages will mean a lot um, for those guys to play with the quarterbacks. Uh, Tywin Malone obviously was playing baseball for a, a while there. Where, where's he kind of at? Is he is he getting up to speed? And where do you kind of think uh, he is right now? He is, um, you know, suffered an injury a year ago and, um, you know, missed time obviously with the baseball part, which is unique for a defensive lineman. But uh, we're excited with his progress and excited with his future. Just kind of broadly, what are you looking for from defensive players this early in camp? You mentioned no tackling yet. What do you see that kind of puts guys ahead of other guys? I think we, we lost some rare attitude, preparation, you know, tough guys last year a number of them um that are now on to the nfl and so you know just when you don't know these guys you see them on film you meet them one time on a visit um you're not really sure how they're going to be out there so just kind of seeing the intangibles that go with it and the the leadership because again they're coming in if they're going to play they're playing significant roles as older players i mean they got to be your leaders which is very abnormal with y'all now transitioning to full pads just in the coming days you know when y'all are in pads i mean how soon are you expecting that pecking order to be defined at certain positions just kind of from a physicality standpoint yeah we don't do you know the pad thing's overrated basically you put your knee pads in is about the only difference so um 
you know, we don't really do a whole lot until you get to scrimmages or it really matters. But um, the pecking order part, we're, we're more concerned just with guys getting reps so we can evaluate them versus where exactly, you know, what unit they're with. All right, thanks. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.